Looking for podcasts to listen to? Check out our collection of shows on the Brothers Bear Network. First up, Brothers Bear Podcast, a comedy show where two brothers and their friend talk about everything from movies, music, and their love for everything geek. New episodes uploaded every Monday. Or 88 Miles Per Hour Podcast, where you hop into our DeLorean and go back in time with a podcast that talks about the past, including pop culture, video games, random life stories, but mostly about the movies from our past. New episodes uploaded every Friday. There's also Disney Plus Podcast, a show with four hosts talking about what's on Disney Plus. Each week we'll watch something that's only on Disney Plus and review slash discuss the movie or show. We'll also talk some Disney history, news, or related topics about Disney. New episodes uploaded every Thursday. And last, Monkey Monsters Podcast is now Monkey Monsters Midweek Podcast, a show about family life, relationships, movies, stories of our past, having kids, and arguing slash debating over which is better, pancakes or French toast. New episodes are uploaded every Wednesday. All shows are available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Podbean. This is the Brothers Bear Network. My calculations are correct. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some serious shit. Everybody, welcome back to another episode of 88 Miles Per Hour Podcast. I am your host, Santos, and today I am joined by, well, friend of the Brothers Bear Network, Mr. Brimhome. I was about to say Brimhome. I apologize. I just messed up your name. But Brimstone returns once again to the Brothers Bear Network. Say hello, sir. Hello. Uh, I am. I, listen, man. I, I, you're calling me a hoe right off the bat. That's kind of messed <laughs> up. That's kind of messed up. You know, I knew you were pimp and all, but you know, but, but calling me one of the hoes. I mean, that's a little. That's a little far gone. You know what I'm saying? Oh man, I. I, <laughs> <laughs> I brimstone back over the the uh, what do you call it? 88 miles per hour podcast. What do you call the Brothers Bear Network, man? Let me tell you. It has been a long time coming. It's been a long time since I've seen your face. Uh, what do you call it? So uh, it is good to be here. Um, what do you call it? Funny story, because I know I know that, what do you call it, we're doing Young Guns 1 and 2, which was what you asked. You go, hey, Brim, you know, what, what movies would you like to do? And I'm yeah. like, I would love to do Young Guns. It's my favorite movie ever. And uh, nice. what do you call it? And, and I was like going, getting ready. I was going to, you know, rewatch the movies. And I went up and I picked, pulled them out of my catalog because I have them on VHS. And then realized that my VHS wasn't working and I couldn't rewatch the movies. So oh. <laughs> what do you call it? So we're going to go with everything from memory. But I have watched these movies about a bazillion times. So I should be pretty good. And, uh, you know, so I wanted to give you a, a forewarning you know that what do you call it that i might be a little cloudy in some spaces but i'm gonna be on it I, no, no, trust me i know how that is it's like where you 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 love a movie you've seen it many times and then say you're with somebody and they bring up the film and then they bring up a scene and you're like you don't remember it for some reason and then it just comes <laughs> off like you're lying like 
you're not a fan of the movie. Like, I know that happened to me with the history of the world part two the other day. One of yeah. my buddies, and I was like, I was like, I don't remember that scene, but it's because I was confusing it with mighty, 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 mighty that guy. I can't even say the guy. See, I messed up your name and now I can't even say my, my, I can't say mighty, mighty ducks. <laughs> no, the mighty Python. Oh, Monty Python. Okay. Mighty Monty. Same Why? thing. I, I mean, it's the same type mighty. of a movie, you know. Uh, maybe it's because of Milo Estevez, Mighty Ducks. I don't know. There you go. There you go. <laughs> so, all right, man. Well, hey. well, it's early. It's early. You're in LA, so for me, I'm. It's already afternoon for me. I've been awake for a couple hours. That is true. Yeah. So you you just woke up. You rolled out of bed. I see the Pee Wee Herman Playhouse in the background there. You probably <laughs> hung out with Cherry for a little while, snoozed, drooled on the arm or something. And now we're going. We're on. We're yeah. gonna go. Not 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 fifty five. Not sixty five. Not seventy five. We're going eighty eight miles per hour, bro. Yeah, That's yeah, what we're, we're gonna make it work. A, that was awesome. And I don't even have to ask you what is your favorite movie because you already told us the young. This guy. is it, brother. Yeah, that's awesome. Now, back when, when we would have you on the show, you know, it's, uh, well, just for those of you, you know, Brimstone, I, I got to say, one of the most amazing guests we've had part, you know, on the Brothers Bear Network, he's guested on the Brothers Bear podcast. We've actually, if you want to go listen to two of his episodes, though, I believe there is a third one that I, is still to be uploaded. Um, but we got, we had the first time we had him on, you could listen to him on episode 54. And then again, on episode 126 when you return we have you know in, we've met him in person at you know even though we said he's ahead of us but he has been at when it was called stanley's kamikaze though now it's the los angeles comic con we've met him he's a great guy uh we've actually bought you know <laughs> is it your your seasoning the right? sauce and seasoning yeah yeah because yeah, my brother would buy the the hot sauce because i can't handle the spice but the seasoning <laughs> we would buy we would get the cookies from you so yeah, yeah. And, and also too to to know about him we would have him because you know this guy is uh when it comes to giving back this guy is amazing when we would have him on uh, on Brothers Bear, he, he he would talk about everything he does about like charity, you know, uh, he, he, you know, hell, he, he actually has a comic, you know, there was so much so to, to know, to fully take in everything Brimstone, you got to tune into those two episodes, check them out, they're amazing. And, and we love him, like, like, literally, when we were doing guests, we would in the very beginning, he changed our format. In the very beginning, if we had a guest, you know, we, we would like, all right, we're in Rant Radio. We have a guest. We'll have them on like every other show. Bring them on for a segment, 12 minutes, you know, 10 minutes, whatever. They come in, promote whatever. And then, you know, because we're thinking that's the way things are run. But when he came on, we just couldn't let him stop talking, man. We were like, and I'm not saying that we couldn't stop him from talking. No, no, no. Where we were just like, continue talking. And we had him on for the whole episode. At that point, we changed the dynamic from the show because we were just like, you know what? Whenever we have a guest, like, if they want to keep talking, we'll just keep him on for the whole show. And and Brimstone was that first guy. We were like, dude, he has to. We can't just cut him off. There's so much to say. You know, he's telling us telling us about his friendship with Stan Lee. Like all this stuff was just amazing. So go check those episodes out. But the one thing about those two episodes, you're not gonna hear too much of that geeky side when it comes to really movies so i said you know what i gotta have him on this show to talk movies to geek out on films because it's like with that show we you know we with those episodes we didn't really get to go down that road we did hear a lot of amazing stories but it's like all right now i want to i want to talk movies with them we're going to talk movies so today 
we're going to be talking actually we're going to be talking two films so we've never done this it's a back-to-back -back episode we're going to be doing young guns one and young guns two so i say because we're doing two films um you know bef before we actually get into it I i'm you know i was going to say you know hey what's your favorite movie but as of that you know we're, we're going into the 80s so do you have a favorite 80s uh soundtrack or album favorite 80s soundtrack or album i mean honestly this uh well see no you know young guns 2 came out which i don't remember if young guns 2 was in the 80s or if it was the beginning of the 90s but that had was it the early 90s yeah 1990 yeah so 1990 so i mean it kind of crosses over see it had Blaze of Glory on Young Guns 2 soundtrack, which was John Bon Jovi, which, you know, always loved Bon Jovi. See, I was an old 80s metalhead, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and I also, also a hip-hop guy. So I, I crossed the line on on both. And um, what do you call it? You know, uh, when Blaze of Glory came out, and I was like, oh, it was, you know, it's a, a, you know, a track on, on one of my, my favorite films. And, you know, so it just made me love John Bon Jovi even more. What do you call it? Uh, which, which, was, uh, which was really cool. Because I've always liked the Western thing. I've always liked the... The, um, the vibe of it and I thought he did such a great job with the song um, I don't know man that that just that soundtrack was just a, a good one you know there there are so many you know great you know movie soundtracks um, placing placing the actual timeline on them sometimes is a little difficult but you know um, what do you call it? my wife and I just watched um, what do you call it uh, oh my god I can't believe I just blanked out on it the uh, the Eddie Murphy movie what do you call it what is it not for, was it 48 hours Oh, 48 hours? Uh, 48 hours? Or, or another 48 hours? <laughs> oh, no, that's Beverly Hills Cop. Beverly Hills Cop, that's it. Yeah, Beverly Hills Cop, that's that's it. What do you call it? So we just watched Beverly Hills Cop, and, uh, you know, you've got that that song on it, which Family Guy brought it back years, years later. And, you know, uh, so many really cool um, tracks out there. You know, I don't remember if um, if Juice was in the 80s or the 90s, but that soundtrack was banging. You know Juice? Yeah, I remember that. My dad took us to go see it. Look, stop, <laughs> stop making fun of my age. <laughs> I don't remember if it was the 80s or the 90s, but um, Juice I'm was... looking right now. Uh, 1992. 92, okay. So I'm still going ahead. When was Purple Rain? That was another great movie. That, that is 80... I believe that is honestly uh, 85. So uh, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Purple Rain is the best movie soundtrack between that and again I like there's so many good ones I just don't know the times Stand by Me you remember Stand by Me oh hell yeah man great soundtrack all the old school songs you know what I mean Come go with me you know what I mean I used to love this I I killed that soundtrack I had to buy the tape twice so uh, yeah tapes kids don't know what tapes are now. <laughs> yeah, I'm all, you know, it's like, I, you know, actually I have a story when it comes to tapes, man, and, and Young Guns. I was going to save this for when we start talking Young Guns too, but you know, we're in the music segment of the show, the soundtrack part of it. So, okay. So when it came to, to Young Guns 2, uh, uh, Emilio Estevez, I'll just say this little trivial part. So it does stick into the whole 80s aspect of what you were trying to say, because he wanted, um, uh, wanted dead or alive for the soundtrack he's like can i use this for the movie he went really? to bon jovi and he said hey can i i want to use this song can i can i use it and bon jovi felt like the the lyrics weren't were gonna fit for this movie like he's okay. like nah, i don't i don't i don't i don't think this is gonna be a good a good fit so he's like but but you know what let me let me do let me figure something out so he ended up writing uh blaze of glory and he actually okay. played it on his acoustic guitar for for uh Estevez and I believe the director 
uh, or the producer and they're like dude perfect so so it could have been an 80s song but he felt that that song would not have worked blaze of glory but when it when it where how i connected to the cassette tape oh wait hold on my son what happened <laughs> you want to go fishing yeah okay i'll take you fishing this all right hey what's going on oh, man? <laughs> listen just get him animal crossing he'll go fishing forever and a day oh yeah there you go there you <laughs> go no, i uh, like fishing well we'll go wait i don't know everything's closed everything's closed we're in the coronavirus right now kid yeah the, remember you can't everything's closed because of corona <laughs> um what's your cut because of schools all the kids are home you know oh yeah <laughs> isn't it wonderful you know when we're you know we're doing they're doing all the uh you know work from home now and um you know like we're it's it's crazy because um you know my studio is only about two or three blocks from here and most of the time either if i'm not out touring i'm at my studio i'm working you know i, yeah. I make sure that you know i do a lot of voice work I, we have the grindhouse radio you know and it's crazy because now we've been doing the show here at home but you can't help you know, all the sounds and the craziness that's going on throughout the house. So it's yeah. become such a normal thing where the kids don't realize and they just walk in and they just start talking to you. And it, it's it's funny because you can sit and, and watch. They even have it on like, uh, uh, they, they've been putting it all over Facebook and YouTube and so forth where there's like a big corporate meeting and then like a kid comes running in and things are going on in the background. People are sitting in their underwear. <laughs> so <laughs> It's just such a different dynamic right now. It's just Seriously. insane. So, because well, uh, we're in a duplex, so my mother-in-law lives upstairs, okay. and uh, my one-year-old, I have to take him upstairs because I've tried recording an episode where he's here, but like you know, my girlfriend will be with him in the other room, but he wants to constantly come to my computer, and I it just there's no way I could record an episode, so I had to take him upstairs. Like, <laughs> you know, I was like I'm sorry, because he's he's the one that just loves running around playing grabbing everything like he won't sit still like he likes having a good he's basically me when i was a little kid so you know i <laughs> got you go. every all the horror stories i would hear from my parents about me as a little child is basically now I, i've gotten the karma i guess because everyone's like oh look it's you it's you and i'm like damn it so yeah because it's like you know and it, that's why he's not here right now he's upstairs because i'm telling you if not we we wouldn't record an episode it, it, there's no <laughs> way we would be talking young guns at all yeah, well <laughs> He is young and, and, you know, what do you call it? Uh, you know, uh, I, well, I, I have something to do with guns, but I just, I couldn't get anything there. So here we go. <laughs> anyway, so, so the music, what do you call it? Yeah. So, okay. um, so John Jovi played it. Okay. Yeah. Blaze of Glory. And for, yeah, he, he ended up playing it. So he wrote something completely new for them in which that's amazing on that aspect. For me, I have a, a, a just a hor a great and horrible memory when it comes to, Blades of Glory, a uh, Blaze of, I always say Blades, uh, Blaze. because it's a video game called Blades of Glory, <laughs> yeah. a Blaze of Glory, and it's, it's honestly my very first cassette tape I've ever bought with money, the oh, first wow. time I've ever, yeah, I, it's like that was, so when people ask you, hey, what's your first like album or song or whatever that you bought, Blaze of Glory, I always say, because it's like, yeah, I remember my cousin, he always went to this re record store in East LA and we would go and one time my mom gave us money me and my brother to whatever you want to buy you want to buy a song whatever go buy it and I, I this I it really makes I have a horrible memory about this because I saw that and I remember the commercial I mean the music video MTV back in the day when they showed videos I loved the song I thought it was amazing we saw the movie in the theaters and I bought it I bought the single 
And on when my mom picked us up from my cousin's house on the way home, she wanted to hear what we bought. My brother puts on his cassette. I don't know what it was. It was probably like Ice Ice Baby or something. Who knows? And, you know, my mom was like, oh, you know, I like it, whatever. And then she's like, what did you buy? I put in my, and then my mom is just mad, you know. Well, what is this? You know, it's like, this is horrible, you know, music. Just talking crap, upset of wasting my money, <laughs> buying terrible music, blah, blah, blah. My brother's like, yeah, I don't like this. I don't know what this is, blah, 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 whatever, so on and so forth. Well, <laughs> maybe a few months later, you know, the song, became a hit. It was a number one on the billboard charts. Yeah. And I remember this moment freaking vividly. We're in the living room and my mom saying, Oh, I like that song. It's a really good song. And my brother's like, yeah, you know, I want to buy it. And I'm like sitting there. I didn't say anything, but inside just seething like oh, pissed off. Like, are you freaking serious? Like <laughs> I bought that thing and now you're, you're loving it. Like what the hell? I got a bunch of crap for, it. I got in trouble and was grounded for wasting money. And now you guys love it. Like all of this was inside in which I threw that tape out because I, I, I was like, a, 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 like, I don't know. I was, I was made to feel bad for buying it. So I, oh. I, at some point I tossed it out. So yeah. So that, that's the memory I have when it comes to this, this song, you know? It's, oh, I'm sorry <laughs> to hear that. Well, that poor cassette went went away in a blaze of glory so uh you know we're, we're gonna shoot our guns off and uh you know show with some honor and love and <laughs> i don't know i'm trying to try to work it in brother trying to work it in so uh, all right well let's let's get into it man let's talk the movie um uh it's your favorite movie so i guess we should you know i i actually wrote some notes on the film so i'll try to keep us uh in the you know, for the stuff that you don't remember, hopefully I have stuff that you're like, oh, I don't remember. And boom, I could throw that out for you. So I got my notes ready. But why Why is this your favorite movie? What is it about Young Guns? In my opinion, all right, well, see, when, when Young Guns came out, it was the first time um, in, in, I guess outside of like um you know other movies that, that that had like a crazy cast this was like the first cast that had like a bunch of actors that i could relate to and i enjoyed personally and they were all you know in in this one big gaggle of of uh you know of people that you wouldn't expect to necessarily be together i loved westerns i've always been a big western guy um in terms of the old west not necessarily films but just the old west absolutely big fan um you know so like during that time it was first it was you know young guns then you know you had tombstone and you know silverado and you know uh what do you call it oh my god i can't believe i just blanked out on um the one with um uh um um it was the all black cast uh oh a posse 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 like and you know you had all of these great films just like lined up you know uh within like a, a certain amount of time and uh, you know, it, it just got me so excited because I had all the books. I have, you know, all the, the stuff that um, you to, to go back and research and look, all right, what was real, what wasn't. And, you know, like uh, they were pretty accurate in Young Guns 1. There was a lot of stuff that that was, you know, real from history. Uh, same thing with Young Guns 2. Um, I know you're going to talk about things that bothered me about movies later on. So I'll save that for later. There was just yeah. one or two little things. Um, but, you know, for the most part, it was the cast really, really drew me in. I was excited about it. I mean, Emilio Estevez and Charlie Sheen, for those of you who don't know, they're brothers. And, yeah. uh, you know, at the time, 
I, I didn't even know that, you know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, so I learned that, you know, by, by watching the film, um, what do you call it? You had, uh, Kiefer Sutherland, you had Lou Diamond Phillips, um, which, you know, after La Bamba, Lost Boys. Yeah. Wait, uh, it was, it was Lost Boys. Wait, Kiefer was right off Lost Boys. Wait, was La Bamba before or after that? I can't remember. La Bamba was before. So La Bamba was before that. Uh, yeah, he's hot off of, I believe it was Stand and Deliver, because he did La Bamba, Stand and Deliver, and then, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he was also, like, you got, you had these guys that were just, like, massive stars of the time of, like, you know, they're yeah. hot off of all these films, you know? It's just like, yeah, the, the, the I don't know, it, it's like to, what what could we compare, like, actor-wise to today, if, if we had a, a, a western with like mass i mean i guess we had what was that they had a remake of a film i think it was no not the dirty dozen um oh i know it's the adam sandler one no it was chris pat denzel washington was in it but it didn't do well um no one went oh, to- i don't i think i know what you're talking about i don't remember the name of it uh, and i did see it i'm pretty sure i did see it but no um, but, the, but those were big stars to be in yeah them, you know yeah. So, it would be it, in this level, you know. In like, terms of western, yeah. Another another film that like if if we weren't doing Young Guns, like one of the things that I would have uh, would have would have not minded doing would have been the um uh the what do you call it the Exp- uh, Expendables. You know, loved all those films, the Expendables because they had all the different players from back when. You know what I mean? This was yeah. different though. These were all the guys that were just hot, just coming out. Hell, Dermot Mulroney blew up right after that. You know what I mean? Um, you know, it, it, it like nobody knew who he was. You know, he was he was brand spanking new, and then yeah. right after that, boom, he was in a ton of different things, and he hit hit that mark with uh, what was it with Julie Roberts? I don't remember. Um, oh, um, what, my best friend's wedding. Yes, my best friend's wedding. I think that was like right after Young Guns uh, was done, or or at least within you know a certain amount of years after. I don't remember, but he had been in a whole bunch of different things, and that's the thing. That's the problem with me is timeline. I, I don't remember exactly when and how, but um, you know he blew up. Nobody who who would have thought he was Dirty Steve? You know what I mean? Like nobody nobody would would remember that per se. Yeah, um, after seeing my best friend's wedding. Western. He came back for another Western in 94. He was in that in that one movie where this time it was all girls called Bad Girls. Do you remember yes. that Drew Barrymore? Yes, that was a fun movie too. Yeah. I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it. It's just, it, you know, like it wasn't as memorable per se as some of the others, yeah. but it was a good movie. I, I enjoyed it. It I, was I, a I, good fun movie for the 90s for its time. Like when yeah. you call back, hey, what movie is in the 90s? That's one of them. Yeah. You know, even even the bad guys in the movie. I mean, you had freaking Jack Palance, man. You know, like oh, you know, yeah. the central bad guy. You know, like like so. There were a lot of things that attracted me to the film. Um, you know, cast western. What do you call? It? I was it was right around that time. What was, I think it came out in nineteen eighty eight. You know what I mean? Uh, so seventy four to eighty. Yeah, eighty eight. I was like right. fourteen. 14 years old, you know what I mean? 14, 15. Um, you know, it was, I, I was there with my frilled freaking uh, jacket and you know, my, my cowboy <laughs> boots like a like a loser, but whatever. <laughs> it is what it is. It was a moment in time. Um, right, man, you were cosplaying back when. Yeah, yeah. We'll call it, we'll call it cosplay. <laughs> uh, 
but you know, it was just it was a it was a, a film that you know it, it spoke to me, and I wanted to uh, I wanted to check it out, and and it w- it turned out to be one of those movies that I would watch on repeat a million times in a row. I used to know every word in it. it I couldn't recite them now, but you know, uh, if I was watching the film, it comes back to me as I'm watching it. You know, like I mean, who can never forget like the end of the movie? Reap the whirlwind, Murphy reap it you know what i mean and yeah you know takes him right between palance's eyes you know what i mean spoiler alert you know <laughs> yeah we you know what it's like i'll hell i'll talk about that now because i was gonna save that but there's i have this movie i saw my, my dad took us to go see this movie and back in east la there was this theater where the they gave you uh double features so you pay for one and you get a second film free basically okay. so we would go all the time i don't remember what was the other movie we saw with this one but we saw Young Guns. And to to relate to, to there's something I love about, right now they're talking about closing theaters down. Like theaters might not survive after this. I know Trolls 2 was a massive hit that Universal. Um, they did it at home. To, yeah, they want to do VOD or release them together. And now theaters are like, nah, it's like, because it, it, it's hurting the theater business with, you know, but something about the theaters that I love is, is when you're watching with the audience and you get this reaction and you know, the, like, all right, for instance, Endgame, the moment that you see, you know, Thanos is on Thor, he's about to stab him with his own, you know, like the, the hammer axe and you see his hammer fly and Captain America has it and Mm -hmm. the crowd erupts in cheers. Like we we've had, moments like that through through film like that i remember i remember like in for instance in in like jurassic park when they're about to be eaten by the raptors and then the t-rex grabs it and eats them when they're in like the hallway the 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 main hall like that you know uh in independence um independence day after the everything goes to black when the dog jumps through the, the the little door and the fire rushes through and it cuts and it says july 4th the crowd cheers. Well, I ha- my first moment that that happened to a theater and audience was in Young Guns, was at the very end of that, oh, towards the end of that movie right there, where, because I, I, I still remember it, where you see that, where, you know, Murphy, Jack Palance's character, he's like telling him, come on, get them, when they've already escaped the house. And you see... Come on, uh, come on, yeah. you come on. Yeah. Uh-huh. And what happens, Billy, you said it, he... He comes right back, and then what's the line he says? He's like, "Reap this or what reap is the it? whirlwind." Yeah, and then reap it, Murphy. Shoots him right in the forehead, and he turns around. I still remember. I have that memory to this day, where the theater erupted in cheers, yeah. just like that moment in Endgame with Thor. I had that moment as a kid for the first time in that situation. Like. And I always remember that when it comes to young guns, is that moment that that and that's that's when I was like I knew like I want us I want movies to have those moments to have that that yeah. that part where the audience together collectively just cheers and 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 I had that with young guns. That was the first film I've ever experienced that, and and that's why I always hold this movie close to me. Like mm-hmm. I have it on DVD. I know we had it on VHS. I have it on DVD. That's how I watched it is because because of that. Like, I, I that's that's what I always hold. So when everybody asks me, like, about Whisper, because everyone's sharing the clip right now of Endgame, I always say, no, nah. it's like my moment for that, as, as awesome as that was in Endgame, like, the first time for me was that, like, my son, you know, he's 10. He, 
he he experienced that's his moment with that yeah. game. He took him to yeah, go, yeah. and I remember him seeing him cheering. I'm like, yeah, yeah, you know, and. He had that moment, and you know, yeah. when he gets older, you know, he's gonna look back, and that just the way I did, and and that that's why Young Guns, I I hold that because of that moment. It's to me, it's still a good film as a whole, but I love that moment at the end. You know, I know we just spoiled the ending, but th this is a look back episode. It's a retro yeah. look back of all the, of the stuff we love. So we're gonna spoil everything, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and and Billy the Kid was one of I, I was fascinated with Billy the Kid, you know, my my entire life. I've always I've always wanted to uh, to learn more and know more, and um, you know, I have books and I've read all the books, and you know, like anytime something comes out, I I try to look into it. Um, what do you call it? I'm yet to go and visit the grave site and so forth, uh, which I will eventually. I know that yeah. it's not far from where my 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 pal uh, Tabitha Stevens uh, lives, so she uh, she invited me and and my wife to come out and visit and uh what do you call it so we'll go and and eventually and go and see you know the 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 grave and you know what i mean and and some other stuff uh you know historically in in the area so i've been i've been kind of waiting to go and do that i i really would like to uh, spend some time doing that and, um you know when i was in arizona i didn't get a chance to go to tombstone you know but i would like to go out there like the yeah. old, old west things you know it's it's it, you know, it comes down to time and availability. And, uh, you know, a lot of time when I'm touring in the different areas and I'm, I'm out signing and uh, we're, we're filming, I, I don't have the time to go out and visit the things that I'd like to visit. So, you know, we, we have to kind of figure out when we can go and do these things. You know what I mean? Because it's just it's just so important to me that I get a chance and the opportunity to go and do it. Um, but yeah, the Billy the Kid thing, the fact that this was a Billy the Kid movie, you know, with a great cast and a great, you know, like the ensemble was just fantastic. So, um, you know, going into it, you know, I, I was, I was very excited. Um, kind of like a kid in a candy shop. I honestly can't remember where I saw it first. If I, you know, who I went to the movies with, I just, I remember that um, after and when it came out and I was able to get it on video, um, I had it and uh, I even had it on my PSP. I had it on, you know, like I had it everywhere. I, I must have the DVDs. Yeah. I, you, true love because you had it on the PSP. Yeah. Well, you know, and I, I had it, you know, when I was touring, when I was wrestling, I was all over the place. And, and you yeah. know, I, I always had it with me and I, I'd sit and I, because it was a movie that I wouldn't get bored of, you know, and uh, I'd watch it over and over and over again. Um, you know, even from the very beginning when, when you've got, you know, uh, Billy the Kid first coming into, uh, what do you call it, the the group, you know, before they were the regulators and all that jazz. And, and honestly, I don't even know, you know, the authenticity, if they really were, if Billy the Kid was part of the regulators. I, I don't remember if that, how real all that was, but still made for a cool story regardless. Um, well, I I had no idea because, I, I mean, I know Billy the Kid's a real person, you know. Yeah. Um, there's that one famous image that exists of him. and. Mm -hmm. The thing is, is that when I watched this movie, I decided to watch it where they had this trivia track that would pop up, almost like pop-up video while you're watching the film on DVD. And yeah. on there, I'm reading that when they're, sh when they're showing a lot of these scenes, they're pointing out that this did happen, but mm -hmm. it was just a tweak a little bit. And there's this um, famous historian that I ended up looking him up that he says that this is the most accurate portrayal portrayal of, of it yeah yeah of billy the kid and the whole regulator scene was legit it was a actually it was actually 16 of them not the what the six of them that you you're know? right yes it's yeah. been a while i have it it's in one of the big books the old way i but i just can't remember i couldn't remember if he was actually 
in it, but I know the regulators were a thing, but I didn't remember whether he, oh, he was he, one he, of them I, or I not. I believe he helped just fight with them. He was yeah. a part of because there was an actual, you know, the the thing was a, a Lincoln County war where they yeah. were the shootout in the film at the end. It's only like basically a day because it's like they go in it and then the next day in the morning they're already trying to get them out. But yeah. that was legit for it took four days for them. The army, the cavalry did show up. You know, the character of Turnstall, uh, that's played by Terrence Stamp. Yeah. Um, he he in in real life, he was like probably a few years older than that. He think he was like 21. So he wasn't an old man like the way they made him in the film. Right. So yeah, a lot of this is accurate and and a lot of times when you hear movies about like oh they're basing off a film and stuff and it's 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 hollywoodized like they change so much of it that it's like okay there's a character but then they create a story for it you know right here a lot of it like really did happen like and you're like holy hell like i didn't know that i thought it's just like oh here's a here's a fictional movie we're gonna make base it off of billy the kid i didn't know that as a kid but i'm learning it now I just found out last night when I watched the film. I'm like, what the hell? I'm like, and I so I started reading up about everything, what really happened. And I was like, yeah. wow, like this movie is like, and it made me love the movie even more now because I was like, dude, this is like, like, like I'm watching a, a, you could use this as a history documentary now, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Almost. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's like, and, and it'll get you to read the real stuff. So, yeah, if you have the DVD, watch it on the trivia track. You'll learn a lot of interesting stuff, not just you know, trivial stuff about like the actors and stuff like that. But you'll learn about the actual history of what's happening in the film. I don't know. I, I thought it was great. Yeah, no, it's a lot of fun. What do you call it? Uh, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the, um, you know, the interactions and so forth. And, you know, with, with Doc and, and, uh, and Doc and, and with Murphy and Murphy had the, uh, the little China girl and, you know, and, and, uh, yeah. you know, and, and what, what was the, I can't remember exactly the line, but you know, that, you know, he, he basically, you know, took her from the family yeah. for the price of a screwed up, you know, where they messed up one of his shirts or something like that. And, you know, he took him from the family and, you know, and, oh, and, and she says, oh, and I, I love him and I love to be with him, but, you know, and, and I, and, and uh, he's good to me. He's, yeah, no, you're a slave. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and uh, you know, I want to be with you. I want to take you away. I want to love house you. House entertainment. That's what yes, they, exactly. Like, house entertainment. Like, right. I, I, I never caught that as a kid because, you know, yeah, I'm a kid. I'm on my right. Place. But when I again, when I saw it, because it goes to show it's been a while since I watched it, mm -hmm. I was like, wait, that's what she was. Yep, I was she was like, a hooker, yeah, like, yeah, well, she, not really. Well, they, not like, a hooker, a yeah, slave, basically. yeah, the pretty house much. entertainment. I was like, holy hell, that, that's why I understand that scene when he he's like trying to touch her when when you know Kiefer goes back, um, you know, and she's in the bed and she's like, no, I'm dirty, like, mm. kid, I'm thinking like she's just dirty, she hasn't showered she's representing that she's no longer a virgin like right been used like that's what she is and he's like i don't care and he, he gives her like some kind of metaphor about how like something you know it doesn't matter it could be used dirty whatever but it could always be seen clean by someone else or something like that yeah um, yeah yeah uh, by doc there you go that's his character yeah so again i didn't know that at all i'm like going into this film like what that's what that was i was like holy hell so yeah, again, it's been a while since I've seen this film. So it's crazy that I didn't catch that, you know? Yeah. You know, and what's funny is, um, you know, I, I, I thought that, that Doc would have been the one to, uh, to take out Murphy, but, you know, obviously, you know, they had it with Billy the Kid, you know, did it. Um, 
you know it, the the whole uh, the the whole film. I mean, just, I just love the way they kind of went through it. I love when uh, Chavez, he Chavez, took them out. You know where they needed to find the right the path. You know what I mean? And you know, <laughs> the best part, man. They, they just drugs them up. <laughs> you know, and yeah. uh, they go to the spirit world. Anybody get a load of that chicken? You know, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, I'm a butterfly. I'm a butterfly. <laughs> She's my butterfly. I love that part. I think that's the best part of the movie. It's because it's it's funny. That's a comedic, yeah. The P- yeah. Peyote. It was so, so funny. And everybody see that chicken? <laughs> it's so funny. And then you got you got Charlie Baldry with it with his hair all messed up, kind of like sticking his face up. And it's, it's yeah, yeah. When he gets on the horse, Charlie, his hair yeah. messed up. They in the in the trivia track, it said that they actually. Uh, they didn't mess with it with the audio afterwards. All they did was shoot it at a slow speed. Oh, so really? That's all they did. They shot it. Oh, put your, no. oh, we're recording. That's going to pick up. You got to put earphones on. My kid's doing the homework, so he's in the. <laughs> I just told him, put your earphones in if you're going to be doing your work. Um, but yeah, they shot it at slow speed. So that's why they have that. That It's not an effect added later. That's why they're talking. They're like, <laughs> love it love it you know there's just a lot of stuff you know um you know i like i like the way um you know the juxtaposition between the the characters you know when you had a uh, tunstall and murphy and the two of them you know coming up right at the beginning where you know it was basically like you know uh you know trying to be friendly but you knew that it wasn't friendly and you know it was just there was just so many different things like the good the bad um the ugly it just had everything in it the film was was just it was a smooth film, you know what I mean? From beginning to end, everything kind of worked out well. Um, I didn't have any issues with, with the, the first, um, with the first film at all. Um, you know, again, you know, at the very end of the big crazy scene where it was, uh, you know, um, uh, when, you know, the house, they, they put the house on fire and so forth. And, um, where they're, they're, they came up with the plan to kind of, you know, throw themselves out in the furniture and, you know, in the, the box, you know, what is it? The, the trunk and all that stuff. Yeah. You know, like certain things like that. Um, I don't know how realistic that was. I don't know if that is something that really did happen or not, but it was clever. You know what I mean? It was a very clever way to kind of come out and go out in the quote unquote blaze of glory. Um, you know, <laughs> yeah, I, but that was, that was a great, a great time in the film, you know, where, where I was very, um, you know, it was like amped. I was like, all right, what's going to happen? Well, you know, uh, of course that's where they killed dirty Steve. That's where they killed. I'm pretty sure Charlie Bowdry died there as well. Um, yeah. He, go, he goes out like he's actually in a blaze of glory. Cause yeah. he's there shooting and he's getting shot and he's still in his like final breath. He shoots that one guy. Bah, that yeah. Oh, a couple of times. Yeah. The big guy, yeah. what was his name? Um, Charlie Murphy, not Charlie Murphy, not Charlie Murphy. <laughs> Charlie Murphy. Charlie Murphy. Uh, oh my God, I can't remember who it was. Uh, yeah, that one I don't remember his name, but yeah, but it was it was like like oh my God, oh my God, they have so and so out there. Oh my God, oh my God, he's out there, and that's the guy who he goes after at the end. It's yeah. you and me. It's you and you and me. You and I. Whatever the you know, because they kept checking his uh, you know, the way they speak to to speak properly because Tunstall wanted to make sure that they were able to speak you know properly and read and you know and and so yeah forth. that's true he, he was all about that you and I he, it's you and I it's you and I and then he went and that's where he you know, took shot for shot and they finally kills the guy he smiles and then he drops dead um yeah. you know 
what do you call it? So that was that was a, a very cool thing. Well, the uh, shootout did happen. That's what they say. The shootout did happen. Um, they did have some. <clears throat> um, like I said, it lasted four days, but that that did go down. Now Billy the kid did not jump out of a. They didn't throw him out in a the big not the suitcase the the chest. The trunk. Yeah. The, the yeah. Trunk. There you go. The trunk. He he went out the back. The back. Door. Okay. Yeah, but I mean, I always wondered about that scene because it's like, you know, what if it didn't land right? <laughs> it landed so perfectly. Oh man! Straight up. What if they threw it and it landed upside down or backwards? And he's like, and he pops out. He's like, oh, what the hell? Like, I'm on the floor. Like, you know, it's like, what the hell? Like, it's those one of those things where it's like movie magic, where it has to land right, you know. Um, or, or if they would have set through it out, and and if that was realistic, if they threw it out and it landed, so it was with the the top down. Maybe he would have lived throughout the whole thing, and and nobody would have bothered to take a look at it. <laughs> he would have just been in the trunk for a couple of days. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, that was that was uh, you know, a great, great, you know, a great well, end scene in the in the here's film. A, here's a, did you know this in that scene when they're first breaking out and it goes into slow motion? when uh what is it um charlie when charlie's going down uh is it played by was it casey i, I can never pronounce his last name yeah and yeah i know who you're talking about of men who we also played a pulitzer um well when he's going down the stairs when he's uh shooting uh the first soldier that they shoot that's tom cruise yes yeah, tom cruise yeah yeah he was yeah. on the set at the time and they're like you know what let's let's put him up and make up and everything and they put him out there and yeah and, and when i watched it i watched it in the slow motion because with dvd you could do step by step and all that you know you could watch stuff step by step so yeah I, yeah you could clearly i was like holy hell i've never noticed that like that is freaking awesome that tom cruise <laughs> is in this movie so hey, i see you got somebody out there boom He's not, this guy's not there with you anymore. I can't remember. Yeah, I, that's, that's what I love about Billy the Kid. Like, or uh, the way Emilio played him, where he's just like a jokester. And he yeah. he has fun. Like, And I love that scene, like how he does that, where he's like, he's like, hey, yeah. He's like, hey, do you, is that such and such out there? You yeah, know? I can't remember the name. You know. Yeah, he's like, yeah. He's like, bah. He's like, well, he's not there with you anymore. <laughs> I guess he ain't with you anymore. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah his laugh that was funny like his laugh he had a great laugh i you know it, it to me as a kid it made me believe that was what billy the kid was like mm -hmm. that you know what the way he portrayed him you know and and like i like when like that part where you mentioned where he's having him read talk proper and then he they gave him he's like well it's your turn to read and he starts reading and they're all shocked that he's reading well historians have said that he actually had very good writing skills and penmanship like in based on his letters that he's written right. so i guess he was really well educated himself you know um so he's well, not they, they showed that when when he came in not to cut you off they showed that when tunstall brought him in and, and they sat down and they were sitting and making fun of him because you know uh being a hog boy you know that whole yeah. thing getting but then when they he sat down and, and tunstall's like all right billy you know you read and he's like well i really don't want to well to stay here you need to do this so he sat down and everybody else had an issue with reading, but then he read it so fluently and so eloquently, you know what I mean? That everybody kind of yeah. looked like, uh, uh, you know, what, what's going on? You know? <laughs> and then they, they said, you know, you seem educated, you know, uh, what, what, what did you do? You know what I mean? Well, I killed a man, you know, well, well, why'd you kill him? Cause he was hacking on me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like, that's why it, it, this film wasn't all just serious. They had comedic moments like that. 
that's one of those those moments those perfect moments where like yeah he they're, they're he's like sorry barely we're just hacking on you and then yeah <laughs> oh, <there's> <laughs> he so was hacking on me <laughs> yeah <laughs> and I, I see i like that like the way they did the film like like for those for those of you uh i know we didn't we forgot to say this for those of you wondering young guns uh the movie it's a group of young of gunmen led by billy the kid become deputies to avenge the murder of a rancher who became their benefactor but when billy takes their authority too far they become hunted young guns was released in 1998 it was a budget of $11 million and it grossed $45 million. I know that doesn't seem like a lot for the many of you, but back when that was a massive hit. Uh, oh, yeah. it, again, it, it, you know, it starred, it had a collection of stars. We, we mentioned Mila Estevez, uh, Kiefer Sutherland, Lou Diamond Phillips, Charlie Sheen, Dermot Maroney, and Casey Szymanski. I can't, you know, Tara Stramp, Jack Alex, Terry O'Quinn, for those of you who ever watched Lost, you know who that would be. You know, it, it, again, it's it's a it's a it's such a it's a it's a good movie. Um, the the thing about like what I like is that they they I never caught this before. They do a little bit of foreshadowing. You mentioned that when 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 Murphy goes to the at the beginning, we're like, oh, they're robbing my stuff. He takes the sheriff to meet Turnstall and Billy's hiding in the pig pen. Yeah. Right when they're done, you see a shot where he points at the camera, and they do a close up of Murphy's face and he's like he's like hell is coming or something like that and I felt like when he I could have ended it there yeah he could have you know it's like but I feel like that was foreshadowing because we get that moment again later on the exact same shot Billy pointing basically at the camera and it's a close-up of you know right there boom he turns around and you see he gets shot in the head so it's kind of like you see that he's like I'm gonna get you. So I, I never caught that before. So it's 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 uh it's I like that. It's pretty cool that they did that. Yeah, um, yeah. Just uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're recording on Zoom. Uh, we hit the 40 minute mark, and we're still it's still on there. So I'm assuming <laughs> we, we still keep going. So yeah, ladies and gentlemen, in this quarantine world, where you know we Zoom is the best way to have people on. So we're just you know sorry you know not to stop from that but i just want to you know because we got to keep track i don't want to lose any audio um yeah when it comes to young guns it seems like this one you really have like nothing uh no issues like there are little things i've noticed in the film that just is kind of like what the hell like i said the 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 chest like what if it didn't land correctly you know the the um also too in the beginning when they first get billy when they're when they're writing when it's doc and, and turnstile when they first get billy when they meet where he's introduced to us um and they're like get in and he hops in when they're writing away there's no backing like i was like how did they not see billy jumping in like you could clearly see him out in the open like i don't know how they got away it just looks stupid they're, the wagon has no cover and he's just like out in the open i don't know when i saw that i was like all right, those guys are not hiding. He's like, you clearly see him. Yeah. Oh, you're talking about when, when they first came to, to kill Tunstall? When they uh, when oh, Tunstall no, no, no. was at the top? Oh. Oh, no, no, no. It's literally when they're in the town where you see. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then that's when, like, he's hiding. And then they, like, you know, he points the gun. And then Doc is like, hi, you know. And they tell him, he's like, come with us, kid. Like, go with us, you know. And he first leaves with them. Like, he's out in the open. Like, when you look at the cart, he's not covered whatsoever. It's like. How did these people who are hunting him not see him? Get away? <laughs> I don't know. I, movie I just, magic. Movie magic, damn it. Right. You gotta you gotta believe, right? <laughs> one yeah. of the things one of the things with young guns, one, I mean, to what do you call it, to go back, I know that that Charlie 
character Charlie Bojer, who was again, is, they were all real historical characters. Um, but Charlie, who died at the house in the movie, didn't actually die at the house, you know, in real life. He would he call he did survive that, and uh, and he lived a little, you know, longer after that. So I don't, you know, um, uh, he died in New Mexico years later. I don't remember how much longer, but you know, that's that's actually the true. They they killed him off early in the movie. They probably should have kept him for the second movie because the Doc's death in the movie. Uh, was actually Charlie's real death in real life. Oh, really? I don't know if you knew that. Yeah. So that's so you know, there's you know, in terms of historically, they uh, maybe they didn't realize they were going to do a number two, you know, and they just killed him off, you I know, mean, to do that whole palace you know, thing. It's Hollywood. We're like, oh crap, we have a hit. Well, let's do a second film. And they're like, wait a minute. Yeah. Most everybody yeah. died. What do we do? So that's probably what happened. <laughs> I, well, though I got to point out, you mentioned Charlie. You know, the character Charlie. He's yeah. a horrible husband. <laughs> he yes. gets married and then leaves her on the wedding night and yeah. then gets killed and never returns. Like, yeah. imagine that. Imagine you're the father and your daughter just got married and the guy's like, you know what? I gotta go with my friends. You know, go 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 get go handle a beef. And then, yeah, he did. Yeah, <laughs> he got married. Yeah. <laughs> I always thought, even as a kid, I was like, why is he leaving her? Like, that's so freaking weird. And I know he regrets it in the house. He's all like, you know, he's like, he's like, I got a wife, I gotta go, you know, and but but I don't know. I always felt that was I mean, they told him, stay, you have a wife. He wanted to go anyway, so Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Well, I mean, look, I mean, you know, he rode with them, especially back in back in the West, Old West, you know, I mean there was it was honor amongst thieves and there was, what do you call it? There was, uh, you know, a code that, that they stood by, you know what I mean? Unlike pirates who, uh, you know, <laughs> would kill you, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, you know, for anything, true. but you know, in the old West, I mean, there really was, which is kind of what brings you down to um, back well into young guns too. Um, you know, and even in young guns one where they have the cross with, uh, with Pat Garrett, um, First of all, I'm glad that what he called that they recast Pat Garrett for number two, and they actually had Grissom, you know, as as Pat Garrett. What he called it, uh, whatever his real name is, but I, he'll always be Grissom to me from uh, from CSI. <laughs> so what he called it, but um, you know, the, the the brush, you know, where he had where they were, they knew each other and they were friends and so forth. But then it, in Young Guns two, you know, that they were really close. Apparently, um, here's the thing, you know. The history says that Pat Garrett killed Billy the Kid, uh, shot him and shot him in the back. Um, yeah. What do you call it, and so forth. And uh, you know, uh, Ken S is the famous line. You know, uh, who is it when when Billy the Kid was was uh, you know in in um, forget what it was in somewhere wherever he was inside a, a, a maybe it was um, a horse. Uh, the horse stalls or something. I don't remember where it was exactly, but yeah. anyway, moving forward, um, what do you call it in the film uh, in young guns too? Uh, you know, they have it where he shot him, but you didn't see it. It was off, off screen. Now, as everybody knows, like in walking dead, if you don't see them, you know, die on screen, it's not necessarily a death. You know what I mean? And um, yeah. what do you call it? But, and then they had it at, at the very end, which was also at the beginning, brushy bill Roberts, who, you know, it was, they were claiming that this was Billy the Kid and that he actually did live. He wasn't killed there. So, you know what I mean? Like, it, because, and, and which they also touched on at the begin at the end of, of, of the first one, where they said that somebody in the middle of the night came and wrote pals on the, on the tombstone. 
So, you know, like uh, on Charlie Baudry's uh, tombstone. So like the, the, the question here is, you know, um, do they know something that we don't know? It was Billy the kid actually still alive? Did he survive? Did were 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 was he in were he and Pat Garrett close enough or, or good enough friends that he decided I'm not gonna kill him, but don't ever show your face again, type of a thing, or I'll have to kill you. You know what I'm saying? So like they put that that little bit of doubt in there and I didn't like that. I would rather a, a clear cut. All right. Well, if that's the truth, well, I want to know that that's, you know, if that's real history and that's really happening, it's not just a Hollywood movie or did he actually kill him? And, and is he buried where they say he's buried and so forth? Does that make sense? Like, yeah, you I mean, know, it's like, one of those things, like, because when it comes to the, to this, just to go on the second film a little bit, uh, how, how the second film plays off with that guy, the, was it Billy Bush? No, Bush, Bushy Bill Roberts. Mm-hmm. That that was a real person. Like that really happened. Where he came out in the fifties to nineteen fifty, and saying that oh he's the actual guy. But you know people were you know at the time like you know, no no he's not real and this and that. But years later, they've actually went back and looked into things where it's literally been left a mystery where it's like did he really die? Like, is that actually, was that really Billy the Kid? Like, they don't know. They honestly, no one knows. So it, it, it's, a, it's, you know, it's, a, it's an Elvis and Tupac. Is he, was he really dead? Was he alive? Nobody knows. Yeah. It's like, it's left that way. So, so what happened? It's like with, you know, did, did, was he really killed, you know, by Pat Rock, by no, Pat Garrett? Like, you know, it's like, I don't, I mean, I don't know. It's like, it's like, I, I like that in part one, they have that meeting where they, they see him together. And the first yeah. time, we're like, Hey, you know, I want to meet you. You know, it's almost like he's, you know, and I thought that was a cool scene. I never caught that before. And then later on again, he goes and I, well, it's supposed to be played off. Like it's a warning. You know, I don't know. What, yeah. How did you take this scene? All right. So you got, you got Pat Garrett and he goes and he tells Billy, Hey, they're going to go kill. Uh, what's his name? The lawyer, uh, mm-hmm. uh, McSween. They're going to go kill him. Uh, you know so you should go get them blah 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 but when they go like they, they say that oh it was an ambush you know and so do you think that he was actually warned or they wanted him he did that to get him to go there so they could kill him because he when he's walking away he turns his back you're my friend right yeah ready like hey if you're gonna kill me do it now yeah yes i and am you, billy you see him like the gun but then he closes his like trench coat and yeah. walks away so was that do you think that was it a setup on on pat's behalf or do you think he really was trying to warn him maybe he was see here's the thing i mean it could have gone both ways it depends on on again you know how you're watching it and when you're watching it you know after you watch number two then you you know and and then you see this brushy bill thing and so you don't you don't know it could have been it could have been him you know setting him up because he didn't want to be the one to kill him himself you know what I mean? He didn't want to do it because they had a relationship. Although yeah. I don't think that they showed too much of the relationship there. They knew each other and, you know, and so forth. Um, I think that, uh, you know, um, it, it also on the flip could have been a warning. You know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, I, you know what? I, I, I just don't know. I don't know. Uh, you know. Yeah. It's one of those, like, I don't know. It's like, was it, I mean, that's why, because like again, like it's one of those things when I saw, I'm like, was it was it really a friend trying to help him, or was he already showing that side where we know Pat Garrett's gonna turn on him on some point? 
Yeah. So. I mean, I, I just don't, I don't know. I don't know what the reality is because if Billy the kid was as badass as everybody says he was, you know what I mean? And he was, he was a, uh, he was uh, uh, pretty on it, you know, um, in terms of being able to uh, you know, hold his own. I, I, I don't think he would have necessarily gone down that easy. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, well, historians it, say that shootout, they say that it's a miracle that he even made it out alive. Uh, well, yeah, that's, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe the person who was supposed to go after him just wasn't, you know, maybe yeah. they just weren't, uh, uh, what do you call it, uh, really aiming for him or maybe I, I don't know i don't know i mean the person who went out the back in the film was chavez chavez who who went to grab the horses to try to make that that grand getaway you know um i guess in reality uh maybe as you said he, it was billy the kid who went out the back door you know yeah i don't know i don't know man uh it is what it is i you know it's that's that's the thing that bothers me the only thing that could bother me about the the films as a whole is like you know since it is the closest thing that you've got to quote unquote real life, um, you know, that it happened in real history. I want it to be accurate and I want to know exactly what happened, you know, good, bad, or indifferent. You know, I really, I, I don't want there to be the confusion that, you know, all right, well, um, you know, did this happen? Did it not happen? What happened? You know, and, and again, having that recast, I'm glad that we got the different, um, you know, uh, Pat Garrett in Young Guns 2. But, you know, I wish they would have had him in there to keep the continuity between one and two. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Well, the um, first one, that was actually played by John Wayne's son, Patrick oh, Wayne. Oh, really? Yeah, that's yeah, actually John that. Wayne's son. And I was like, oh, what the hell? That I didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, it was, it was it, you know, that happens. When someone is playing a tiny part back when, especially – They'll give it to someone when they're going to do a sequel or whatever, and they're going to play a larger role. They just recast it. Why? But you're right. They should have had that continuity. They should have left it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you know, again, it's like, uh, you know, in order to make, in order to, uh, I'll make you famous. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, one of the biggest lines in the, in the movie. I mean, uh, you know, I, I even used it in my old wrestling days. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, <laughs> I, I stole it out. You know, I, I stole it a couple of times and, you know, um, or, or borrowed it, I should say. And, you know, like at, at the end of the day, it's been used in pop culture history for years. But, you know, he supposedly famously, he did say, I'll make you famous, you know, and uh, yeah. maybe that's what he did. Maybe it was a deal that he that Pat Garrett didn't kill him and that he disappeared. But, you know, Pat Garrett would become famous, you know, in exchange for, you know, um, letting Billy the Kid go. He's the guy who, quote-unquote, killed Billy the Kid. But I do believe they said that they never actually saw the body. You know what I mean? So, I mean, it, I don't know. Maybe maybe Brushy Bill Roberts was Billy the Kid. I didn't didn't Brushy Bill die? Um, I, I don't know when he died. I, I was trying to look it up. Um, just to kind of get an idea. The film says he died shortly afterwards, but I, I don't know exactly. Let me see. Do I have... I, yeah, I I was wondering, you know, um, you know, wondering what what actually happened there, but you know, and and you know, it's it's just that's one of the things is like I like I I would like to know a little more clear cut on you know reality, you know what what happened and you know between that and the film and you know some of the old books they don't they don't say it. A lot of the stuff is um, you know basics or they'll give you you know a little bit of. Um, you know, uh, uh, the hearsay, you know what I'm saying? But you don't get the actual, you know, details. 
Yeah. I, you know, I don't know. Uh, well, when it comes to... 1950. Oh. 1950. December yeah, December 27, 1950. Yeah, yeah. Right before New Year's. So, Crazy. yeah, I mean, I think, like, I know with the second film, it's a bit different because the first one, they, they really try to keep a lot of it historically accurate. Like, for instance, the scene where he's in the bar and he goes up to a guy um, who's like talking to like one of the one of the girls and he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm out to go ke- kill Billy the kid. You know, though, he, he, he looks like Bill Paxton in the. In a oh, month. yeah. <laughs> you know. That, well, that's that, whistle sad songs <laughs> yeah the when he gives a description oh he's like oh well when i'm out there looking for billy the kid like what should i look for in case i see him and i can tell you and he gives that description that is a historically accurate description of what they said billy the kid was where he was like really good looking mm-hmm. good with the ladies and he would whistle like sad songs saying sad ballads yeah yeah sad ballads and and there uh, it was saying that 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 is historically accurate of the description of what billy the kid was you know um the part where you know when it's it actually takes place on on april fool's day and he's all skipping around and he mm-hmm. there's like four guys and they when they they ambush and kill these guys they they're saying that 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 really did happen and they're thinking that the reason why he was being very very playful and skipping was because it happened on April Fool's Day. Um, like I said, like they 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 went more historical on the first film and tried to do it based on on a lot of things that actually happened in the second film. It's just funny because there's this one part in that scene you see both Charlie and and was it Steve right as uh, Dermot Maroney's yeah Dermot Maroney yeah. yeah Dirty Steve yeah they're they're right there and they're they're he's has they're both chewing chew and Charlie spits out his chew and it lands on steve's chin <laughs> i was like that and they they kept the shot i was like oh, imagine that like being that actor like if you watch that scene go back he spits it out just all in his chin i was like oh, what the hell that's nasty especially chew but yeah it's a it's a good movie it's it, it like it, it the whole thing regulators you know uh regulator is uh, the definition is to bring under control of law or constituted authority. When it comes to regulators, you know we have, you know, was the um I I don't I don't know a lot of uh like when it comes to like uh rap and hip hop and all that, but I know there's that song where they have like regulators. You know what the song is? Regulators, mount up. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Well, yeah, yeah. it's the it's the what do you call? It? They use the regulators in the beginning of uh was Snoop's crew, um Snoop and Dre. What do you call it? Uh, uh where it's the beginning of of um. What track was it? I can't remember. Oh, and then they do it in another song that's later on. But they did, they did, uh, they use that that clip a couple of times. Yeah, yeah. See, so like you know that, that it's like Warren G, right? Something that yeah, Warren. Yeah, yes, yes, it is Warren yeah. G, right? Yeah. See, and then they, they, you know, they they pull the whole like how this this just like you know with other films like where like they pulled this to be like very um, it's like a pop culture type of thing. Like yeah, it has God, I can't think of the word. But I mean, it, it's cool because like they have the film. It very much is like that. Like you have these group of guys who's ba- he basically Turnstall, who was a real guy, uh, is using them as basically protection. Protection, right? You know, he's using them for protection. He's hired guns. Hired when guns. He, yeah, when he actually gets killed, they go out and they do get deputized in real life. They get yeah. deputized. So when you're watching this movie, you're you're seeing it. Yeah, they go and you know, and then obviously Billy goes a little haywire. Then they're they're going after them, and the whole time it's just them 
trying to get away until finally they, they like Billy does want to kill, you know, Murphy. He wants revenge. Yeah. You know? so. I absolutely, I, I, you know, um, you know, I was, I was, I was a little sad when they killed Turnstall. Um, Turnstall, yeah. what do you call it? Uh, what do you call it? Uh, you know, the way it was done and, and, you know, he knew it was coming and like, it was, I mean, that that's pretty crazy. And, but that's the way things were done back in the West. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, you know, and, and, uh, like the, what do you call it? The, the, the one, the one, uh, thing, one scene that I wasn't crazy about. And, and funny enough, um, it, it was Charlie Sheen. I, I, if <sighs> Charlie, Sheen, and he was not bad in the movie, but I don't think that he was as good as his brother or the other actors in the movie, which was funny because I've always thought that he was a pretty good actor. So what do you call it? So in the film, his death scene, in my yeah. opinion, was a little like, I was just like, ah, I don't feel it. You know what I mean? That's the yeah, one. Like, why would you do that? It's like, yeah. I guess it was a way to get him off the screen. Like, yeah. like, how do we get rid of his character? Well, they say that did happen. <laughs> yeah. I was a real guy who showed up. Uh, I had it written down, but I can't remember what his the big heavy guy, right? Yes, and he yes. Was in the, he, was in, he was in the outhouse. Brian Keith, yeah, Buckshot Roberts. Yeah, Buckshot that, Roberts. That's yeah. right. That was, that was a, a real guy. Um, what you call it? I know he was the he played the dad in the original Parent Trap from the Disney. Uh, yeah. It, but yeah, that that really did happen. They did have a shootout, but I don't know if it if Charlie's character if that's the way he actually died or not. Uh, Dick. <laughs> Um, you're the leader (laughs) you're always been the leader you're the leader (laughs) but like why would you walk right in the line of fire like right in in front of the outhouse like come on it's like the buckshot did die from being shot in the stomach they know that that yeah he was shot in the stomach but i yeah i always thought that was weird like it's like a good way like uh, right there you you see chavez and doc they both get hurt and then Yeah. yeah when they're wondering is he dead and then he gets up and walks straight and it's just like, come on. Yeah, like, yeah. Really? And and his and the way he the the, the you know his his uh, on screen the way he died was the the bobbing of the head crap and the whatever that it was a little overacting on that in my opinion. But um you know again I it's it is what it is and didn't take away from the movie from me. But you know if for me if 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 you would you call it um you know if you want me to give you some kind of bad things I got to give you a couple things there. Well, you know? if, if you have <laughs> you know sometimes you know sometimes there is a movie that is is completely just like you could say perfect where there's nothing you can find wrong with the movie if you do have anything go for it say it you know <laughs> if not there don't you know you don't have to force it like you know like yeah, that's about yeah. it you know but i i you know i just i i i loved i loved uh you know the the whole film and you know again as a whole it's one of it, it is my favorite film um you know and every time people ask, it's, I, oh, that's my favorite film. Just like what do you call for when the video games came out, Red Dead Revolver was my jam. You know what I mean? Oh, like, nice. I'm done. You know, and it's funny, you know, years later, you know, Red Dead Revolver and uh, Red Dead Redemption, all that. And, and the whole cast is are, are good friends of mine. And, you know, so you're, you know, you, you sit. Wait, you know the cast from Red Dead Revolver? Oh, yeah, Revolver? man. You know, we've. we've, we've <laughs> I swear, man, you know everybody. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. You know, so we, we just, you know. The, the fact is, is that, you know, like um, when you're when you're, you know, and well, when you're in, in this industry and, and you've been around for as long as I have and, and what do you call it? You you do as much as I do. You know, you, you tend to meet with so many different people that, um, you know, and you cross paths with and, you know, you can either be a good person and, and become friend uh, or you just, you know, wave and say hello. And that's that. But, uh, you know, I'm I'm one of those guys. I'm a real I'm a real deal. You know, if I 
if I meet you and I like you, you know, we're going to be friends and we're always going to be friends and I'll always treat you that way. As, as is right now, we're talking how many years later, you know? So Yeah, exactly. I'm all, what was it like? I mean, it was what, 20, we were rent radio. So it was probably 2014, maybe the first time we had you on. Maybe. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's been, it's been, been a while. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, but, um, yeah. All right. Um, so, you know. so you give me your final thoughts on, on the film. I was going about to ask you like, what, what are your final thoughts, but you basically just told me your thoughts on the actual film. I mean, you have, this is one of those where like how I feel about like back to the future or, or Shawshank Redemption, like, like, you know, maybe I'll find like little things, but as a whole, like I, you know, I love the films, you know? So yeah, Young Guns. Um, uh, for us, would we for for the audience today? Would would you recommend it? Absolutely. Why not? You yeah. know what? People still people still go back and watch movies that happened way before we were even born. You know, go watch the old John Wayne movies and all the you know um, uh, Clint Eastwood movies and you know and all that jazz. You know what? This this was um, you know one of the big movies for me of my time. You know, and uh, I think that that anybody who watched the film, even if they're not a Western person, quote unquote, they could appreciate it more now than even then because all the people that are in it are huge names at this point or were. You know what I mean? So you know, look how big and you know Emilio Estevez, Charlie Sheen, uh, what do you call it? Lou Diamond Phillips? You know, Dermot Mulroney. Uh, you know, like all these, all these people are just, you know, <laughs> just huge, huge names in, in entertainment where, you know, um, you, you don't, you could watch it now and, and appreciate it more now, even than you can then in terms of cast and in yeah. terms of filmmaking, it was a great film, you know, everything was good. So, um, you yeah, know. that is true. You know, I, I know like for some reason, critics, weren't a fan of it uh if you know people don't listen to rotten tomatoes i hate rotten tomatoes you know because they're they're people that are that are reviewing films that they don't think like you they're not going to see a film the way you see a film and there's movies out there that people love and if you go on rotten tomatoes they're going to trash so don't don't listen to that because if you go and look oh well let me see what they gave on rotten tomatoes it's it's not going to be a high review but it's just people are gonna garbage all over things anyways i'm like no go see watch it you know you could rent it uh you could watch it on on if you have amazon prime i know you could actually watch it free uh not because of amazon prime but it's you watch it with ads with imdb tv or something but you can use the app amazon prime to watch it um it's it's the same thing as you know as as entertainers whether it's or or books or whatever people always have some smack to talk people who, who can't do what you do, you know, are going to talk smack about you or talk smack about the movie or the music or the, this or the, that or the next thing, because, you know, because it's there. And, and that is what the internet has done with a lot of things um, in general, like anything, you know, there, you you have a a gum that you actually love and somebody else hates it and, and, you know, talk smack about it. Now they're going to be smart people. And they're going to be dumb people. The smart people will do their research, give it a shot themselves, and check it out and see if that's a, if 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 they like it or not. And the the dumb people are just going to go with what they read and online, whether it's true or not. Yeah. So you know, and it, yeah. it goes it goes for people. You know, the people talk smack about me all the time. That's how you know you made it. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, at the end of the day, when when you have people that are are you know out there and talking smack, it's you know it, at the end of the day that means people are talking. Doesn't matter if it's good or bad. People are talking. You should check it out yourself. So you know the the with the films, you know when you're talking about a film like Young Guns, you know where um, there 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 is no downside to it. So what could Rotten Tomatoes? What could people say? Maybe they don't like westerns. Well, then why review it? You know exactly. what I mean? Maybe, exactly. You know, and the story. I will always, doesn't matter what the critics say, I've never believed in, in any kind of uh, critics' criticism. I will go by my own personal opinion, you know, because I've seen so many things that people have said, oh, it's the worst, it sucks, it's blah, blah, blah. and I'm like, well, I'll make it, make, I'll make the decision on my own. You know, the Joker movie. I wanted nothing to do with this Joker movie that just came yeah. out. I was like, you know what? I am, I, I, have no desire to to see it um you know after the first couple of things that i saw of it i was not impressed i was not a fan and then i was like but i'm going to eventually i'll watch the whole thing through and i'll see what i think and i watched it and i was like all right it was good it wasn't great but it was good you know what i mean it wasn't yeah. a bad uh you know thing it was an artsy joker movie you know did well, we need no you know what i mean but we how got do you it. feel how do you feel about uh um, I was gonna say Stephen King. Stephen Martin's The Jerk. It's been a long time since I've seen it, uh, but Stephen Martin's Jerk. It was a good movie. Well, here's the thing. The reason why I mention that is because that movie it's considered a a comedy classic, right? It's it's up there with like one of the great comedy classics. When that movie came out, critics destroyed the hell out of that movie, but yet it was a massive hit with audiences. So that's Steve why Martin. I always say don't don't listen to critics. They're not gonna they're not gonna think the same way you think about what you think about film. And same with me. That's why I don't I hate Rotten Tomatoes. When when people like if you listen to shows, radio shows, and someone says like calls in, it's like, oh yeah, Rotten Tomato gave it this score. And be like, oh that, that's a bad score. I'm not gonna see it. It's like, why? Don't listen to Rotten Tomato. I hate Rotten Tomatoes because of that <laughs> reason. You should go and watch a movie because you want to see it. Right. You know? it, it's like I said, Young Guns is is a great movie. It has it has it builds stuff too because in the beginning you see how like when you first are introduced to Chavez and Steve, Dirty Steve, they're fighting with each other. More Dirty Steve is the antagonist because he's on like you know he's like ah you dirty Mexican you know Navajo and they're Navajo like, Navajo yeah. And what happens towards the end before the final fight? They're like he tell like you see Dirty Steve he like basically says like it's been good writing with you. Like, you know, yeah. they don't know if they're going to make it out. So he tells them that many nights I thought of, I, I've dreamed of, of, of cut, slitting your throat. Oh, he says, you know, I'm glad, I glad I never did Steve. He <laughs> says he didn't dream. He says he actually did put the knife while he was sleeping. He put the knife to his throat. That's what he says. And, 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 and then he tells him, you know, but I'm glad I did it. And I love Steve's look like you, you have those, the, like you see that, that, that where you start caring about these people. So when they die, you feel bad, but you also have comedic moments. Like this movie isn't all just serious. That's why, like as a whole, I think Young Guns, it, 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 it's it's not a one hundred percent perfect movie, but it's up there. Like if I gave it a rating out of like ten stars, I would give it like a a nine point eight. You know, yeah. just because of the of the 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 trunk didn't land right. You know, <laughs> not not really, but I mean it's a good movie. So so there you know there you go, ladies and gentlemen. If we if we, if anything watch young guns one now yeah. there comes young guns two <laughs> <laughs>
Now, all right, here's a completely left to right. Now, it's not a garbage movie, but there are things about Young Guns 2 I did not like. So you pick both Young Guns 1 and Young Guns 2. So we know why but about part one. But why did you pick part two also? Like what, what, how do you feel about part two? I, I, again, it wasn't, it wasn't the same kind of a, oh my God, yes, as the first one in terms of after you watch it, but it still, it was the continuation of the story of Billy the Kid, Chavez Chavez, Doc's Girl Lock, you know what I mean? Uh, now you had uh, Texas, uh, was it Texas Dave Rudbaugh, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Which, which was Christian Slater. And I was excited. I was like, oh, crap, Christian Slater's in this one. All right. Yeah. I wasn't crazy about his character in the film. You know what I mean? Uh, and I think, I, I think they missed, I, miss, I think they missed the boat with, with that. Um, Christian Slater, the actor that he is, I, I really thought that he was going to be um, more of a, you know, a player in the film than, than the way he was. Um, you know, again, I loved, I loved what they did with, um, uh, you know the casting with Pat Garrett. What do you call? I can't remember his, his real name, but the, he, he plays Grissom on uh, what do you call it on uh, CSI. Um, oh my God, I can't believe I, I blanked out. Uh, William Peterson. William Peterson. He was William, in William Fear Peterson. with uh, Mark Wahlberg in Fear. He played the dad. He played the dad. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. People can uh, what do you call it? Yeah, Balthazar Getty. Um, he was in it uh he, he died real really early in it i believe uh i can't remember exactly but both of getty was like he was supposed to be like the uh this new big hot star didn't turn out being that way um but what do you call it you know they they put they shoved him in the movie um uh, i think didn't they think that he was billy the kid or something i don't remember Again, it's been a minute since I've watched well, it. So okay, well, with with that, with uh, Balthazar Getty, like he was the, supposed to be the young kid. He he admired Billy the Kid because when you first introduced to that that his character, he's like a, a like you know he's a, oh I want to be a part of your gang. Like he's obviously homeless because he's constantly stealing food from like the the guy who owns. I don't know if it's a restaurant or whatever it is, but he finally gets to join the gang because they he has nobody. To, to help them get to Mexico. So he allows him to join the gang. And then when they're, when they're out in like the sun, you can't see, and Pat ends up shooting, he shoots him instead of shooting Billy the Kid. And he like dies right there. That was it. Yeah, yeah. Um, what do you call it? Another thing that I, I didn't even realize, um, honestly, until right now, I didn't realize that, that – uh, Henry William French, what do you call it? He was played by by uh, Alan Ruck, who was the guy from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yeah, I, yeah. I didn't even realize that. I, you know what? I've I've seen the movie a million times, and I just for some reason never put that two and two together. Well, maybe um, maybe because he he kind of has like the facial hair going on. Because yeah, it's like when I watch, even when I was a kid, like I know because I love Ferris Bueller, so I was like, look, it's Cameron. So I couldn't take him serious as a cowboy, but what I love. <laughs> no. What I love about that is like watching it now because it's like you see you have different perspectives from when you're a kid to yeah. when you're an adult. When I watch it now, I, I it's more of a believable now as an adult. And the reason being is because he doesn't play off like he's like, you know, Doc or Billy. He plays off like I'm he's just a ranchman. Like he lost his wife. His farm was taken away by um whatever his name is, the the guy. So he and he struggled. Remember when Billy's like he's with the, the two Mexicans and he yeah. shoots one of them? 
yeah. and like struggling to get the rifle. Like he's a, he's like an everyday guy who was just decided to be like, I have nothing else and I'm going to be a part of this crew. So they didn't try to make him a tough badass or what like how you said with Christian Slater, I felt it was just miscast. I, I, he was not believable. Like yeah. Christian Slater just like, he didn't feel like he was in a Western Christian Slater just felt like I just saw Christian Slater dressed in cosplay and he's in the film. Like yeah. it's the same the way I felt about him in Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Like he didn't feel like he was a part of that time and he didn't feel a part of this time either. Like I was not a fan of his character at all. So it's just, it's just not believable, but for Cameron's, I mean, Cameron care, that's his kid. <laughs> um, what's his name? Uh, uh, Alan, uh, it was like Henry French. Yeah. Yeah. His character yeah. was believable. But when you saw Arkansas, Dave, I just not a fan of that. That's right. Arkansas Dave, not Texas. Why did I say Texas? Plus he played, Arkansas Dave Rudabaugh. Yeah. Yeah. Plus Arkansas he, Dave. He's like what? He's very, um, very, I guess, prideful. Because he's always wondering, hey, did they write about me? Did they write about me? Did they write about me? And then also, yeah. too, he's like, this is my gang, my gang. Like, I didn't, yeah. you know, I was just wasn't a fan of his character. But I think it's because I didn't like, you know, I enjoy Christian Slater and other stuff. But I didn't like him in this movie. It's it just, I don't know. It wasn't, a, I wasn't a fan. I was expecting more from him. And and then years, you know, years later, like I again, you know, so this came out in you know the year that it came out, what is the 90s or something. And you know, and years later, now I'm friends with a lot of people that are in a lot of the films. Yeah. I didn't even realize it. I, I was like, you know, and just looking at the things, you know, just to see who was back, you know, who was in there. Uh Scott Wilson, who who passed away not too long ago, was a friend of mine. Um, what do you call it from Walking Dead? He he was he was Governor Lou Wallace. I didn't even remember that he was in the movie. You know what I mean? Um, what do you call it? You've got uh Vigo Mortensen, who I don't know, but you know, I I, I didn't, didn't even, I, I still didn't even realize right now until you're telling me that Scott Wilson was in this yeah. movie. And I yeah. just watched it. You just watched it. And and you don't even think about it. Um, you know, Vigo Mortensen was is huge. Yeah. You know, um, I had no idea Vigo was in this either. I was like, what yeah. I- uh so it was just it's so weird, you know, when you're looking back and you're going, Wow. And then you watch it with a completely different set of eyes. You know what I mean? Exactly. You know, and uh, you know, it, it is it is uh again, it wasn't as as amazing as one, but I love it nonetheless. You know, I think that it's still, that, fun. Um, it's still a fun movie. It's still more, a fun I mean, movie. There's a lot more comedy in this movie than the first film. Yeah. You you get you still get you still get Emilio Estevez as Billy the Kid. I, I love you know the the way that that um his his um uh, the chemistry. The chemistry yeah. between Emilio Estevez, Lou Diamond Phillips, and uh, and um, what do you call it, uh, Kiefer Sutherland, is is just fantastic. Um, I like the way that they work together, and on screen it comes off in big ways. And I think that they really they did a good job, you know. So even though the other characters might not necessarily have been as uh, you know amazing as the the first runaround with the cast. I think that it was still a pretty good movie. And, you know, where the other one would get a nine and a half or a 10 out of 10, this would probably get an eight and a half, you know, for me or a nine, you know yeah. what I mean, for me. Um, and, and that's just because I love it as a whole. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, they, so, they you know, the, the, the Billy the Kid's character, the, you mentioned it earlier, the whole, I'll make you famous. Like they have him more being a trickster in this film and yeah. having more fun. So they did change that. Ask, like they added, you know, more to that with this film when you have that, you know? Um, yeah. I know Kiefer, he did not want to return for this movie at all. He really? Like, yeah. Like, cause they wanted to have more sequels for these films. And he's like, I don't want to do this anymore. He's like, I'm done. But 
they said, Which is like, fine, I'll come back if you kill me. And that's the reason why he dies in the movie. He said, as long as you kill me in this movie, I'll come back. So that's why he died. Doc dies when he walks out and they shoot him or Vigo right. shoots him. That, that's why, you know, um, he, that's the only reason why he wanted, he'll come back. But uh, why I wouldn't like, he have wanted to? That's the question. Now, now that I, I, I'm curious to know why, why would you not want to come back to that franchise? You know? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I guess it's like I just recently heard an interview with um, uh, what's his name? Um, who was in Tremors? Uh, he Footloose. Um, Kevin Bacon. Oh, Kevin Bacon. Kevin I Bacon. recently heard an interview where he, the his character from Tremors, like he really loves that character. He really loves it, and he and he he wished he could go back and do that. In which he did do a pilot, but they didn't pick it up to do like a Tremors reboot. And he really mm. loved that character, but at the time. When they made the movie, the movie flopped big time in the theaters. But when it was released on video, it was a massive hit. VHS like was huge at the time. Right. So his movie blew up big time. So they made a ton of money on VHS. He didn't know that. So when they came back to him to be in the sequel, he said, why? The movie was a bomb in theaters. Why am I going to waste my time again to do a movie that was a bomb? But he right. didn't know that the movie was a hit. So the studio was interested. That's why he didn't return for part two. And you know now for him it's like it's like no one has interest in so that's why he hasn't they couldn't pick up the show but that's one of those where like he didn't know Kiefer it doesn't say why he didn't want to return right Who knows? I mean but it's one of those where like look I'll come back and I'll die I like that Lou Diamond Phillips came back because I really liked him Chavez Chavez yeah. has one of my favorite scenes in the whole movie when they're being chased by Pat Garrett and the gang and they're on the horse they're on the horses they're like on the edge of a cliff. And he's coming, he's like, Atze, Atze. And then, <laughs> it means stop. <laughs> yeah. They come, and then they're like, all right. So they all go. It's like, man, what, what did you What, what does that, that mean? Atze, Atze. Yeah, it's like, it's an ancient Navajo word. It means stop. Everybody <laughs> the theater laughed in that part. Because I saw this yeah. in the theater also, where everyone laughed. And it's a funny part. Like, that's what I'm telling you. This movie has a lot of funny scenes. Especially when, like, the, the Lynch gang shows up the second time. Not the first time. The second time when they're at the whorehouse, the the brothel or whatever, and they send out the sheriff, you know, as dressed as Chavez, and they shoot him, and then they all gather around him like, "Hey, is that the sheriff?" Yeah, they're like, "Oh crap!" And then they just bail. Like that's like a comedic moment. Like there's there, it, this movie doesn't get so serious a, after a while. Like it, they do have comedic moments. It's like yeah. why that girl got naked. I don't know. Like, what was the point of her getting naked and riding away? Like, you could kiss mine. <laughs> yeah, like why do she? And I do remember White that, Oaks. <laughs> you I don't can know kiss why. <laughs> As a kid, my mom like covered my eyes in that scene, and like I never saw that scene. And for some reason, I always thought it was full frontal that scene. And I, I this is probably the first time I actually watch it uncut as an adult. Maybe I saw it a few times, like in HBO, like, but I don't remember it. But I honestly like thought like this is what they covered my eyes for, for just a butt. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's just like, it, I mean, again, this movie plays off differently. Like the movie, it's from 1990. It's Young Guns 2. In 1881, Cattle Baron John Chisholm plays a, pays a bounty to Patrick Floyd Garrett. So Pat Garrett to kill outlaw Billy the Kid. So what it is, is a this movie, unlike the first film, it's not as accurate. It's loosely based. So they take a lot of liberties, but Pat Garrett did write a book. Uh, I don't remember what the hell the book is called. It's like the 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 tale of Billy the Kid or something yeah, like I, that. Yeah, I own it. I read it. I can't remember all of it, but yeah, I, I read it years ago. Yeah, no, I had it somewhere upstairs. Yeah. The Authentic Life of Billy the Kid with 
Ash Upson. So, um, you know, so while he's out chasing because he was given money to go do this. He's got the guy riding. Yeah, he has someone riding, you know. So that's really what the whole movie is. It's just him chasing Billy the Kid. Uh, In the beginning, uh, they do get Doc and they do get Chavez. They're in the pit. They're about to be hung. And in that scene, uh, what's his name? Um, Blaze of Glory. Uh, Bon Jovi has a cameo in it. He's in there. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and the director. They're both in there. So there's another cameo. Just like the first film, this film has a cameo. Um, and yeah, and then, and that's all it is. They, they get out because Billy, the kid, uh, is pretending he's part of the lynch mob. They, they get him out, they escape. And then the rest of the movie is just, honestly, it's a chase film. That's really what the second film is. It's a chase. Yeah. The whole time they're running away and right. like, the little kid, he gets shot. Uh, doc dies, you know, even Chavez towards the end though. I, his death is supposed to be more emotional. But yeah. I can't help but laugh. Like that scene really? when you see the spirit horse, because it looks like the TriStar Pictures logo. You know when the horse <laughs> jump? You know, that's what yeah. it looks like to me. I don't know. It, it made me laugh when I saw that. I was like, but it's like, it sucks that he died. I get that. But just that little part of the spirit horse that he talks about throughout the film. It, right. It, it's, it's, um, yeah i i don't know it's like this movie's a completely different one it's it's not as good but it's still fun it's still a fun movie yeah no i mean i uh i listen i you know and i i've been in entertainment for a very 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 long time i've been in since i'm five you know and and i'm 45 now so what do you call it when you're talking about um you know like things that inspired me and and things that i've wanted to do um, you know, it inspired me to want to do the, what do you call it? Um, uh, to do a Western. Like I always have, I've always wanted to do a Western film. And, um, you know, it, it, for me, you know, like, um, it was because of this, like this, this gave me the, you know, this inspired me to want to do a Western. And, uh, you know, for many years, I've always tried. I was always like, Hey, if you can get me into this, you could do that or whatever. And I always tried to get, you know, figure out how to get into, you know, uh, to, to get on set and, and do a Western. So, um, I had filmed for uh, a movie, which hopefully will be coming out this year, preacher six, uh, which is, which is going to be a great movie. And of course that's not a Western, but the same director and producers who did preacher six, are doing a movie called The Coop, and uh, I'm actually going to get it. Uh, the I have the opportunity. I'm going to be doing a western, so uh, so I'm excited yeah. to come back in, you know, and and take everything from Young Guns, Young Guns, uh, you know, one and two, and and Tombstone, and like all my favorite old films, and you know what I mean, and kind of take it and put it into a character that I'm going to get to play in in this new movie. Not to to flip it into a promotion, but yeah. you know, when we start filming for that, it, it, it's going to be so exciting and so surreal for me. To, to do you know a western now finally after all these years awesome. you know so I'm, I'm very excited about that I, I just I always said hey if there's you know yeah I could play a great demon but I'll play a hell of a cowboy let me tell you well hey you know this is this is perfect I actually I got a question for you because sure. I, I, I it's so cool that it's it set this up so there's a part where um what's his name uh, is it Henry Hen- Henry uh, he asked Billy it's like, hey, man, you know, you got Chavez, you know, you got Doc, you know, you got Billy, you know, the kid is like, um, so he's like, oh, so you want a name? He's like, well, you got to earn it. And he ends up giving him a name later on. Yeah. So if you, for you. No, my name is Henry. Be, what would be <laughs> your cowboy name? 
Oh, you know what? Back when? Hell, I'd still want to be Brimstone, man. That's a good name, man. I, I, I seriously have that written down in my notes. So I'm like, I get, I'm like, I bet it's going to be Brimstone because that already sounds badass. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I listen, when, when I when I was training to, to you know, become a wrestler, you know, and, uh, you know, and I was starting to think of gimmicks and ideas, I always wanted something that wasn't going to sound like a punk. I wanted to be a badass character. And, uh, you know, we're... we're the, the brimstone name i mean you, you held i mean there was a town brimstone in in the old west you know what i'm saying so yeah. you know even that screams you know what i mean uh, old west um and and uh i i feel that you know that name would have struck fear in the the hearts of men back when you know what i mean where mm-hmm. you know and, and and you know again it's memorable marketable you know what i mean and that back when you have these guys with these colorful names i think it would have worked that well i would have loved i would have uh, would i have thought of that name then who knows but at the end of the time yeah. you know end of the day you know i think it would worked out i i tried thinking of my of a name for myself to be ready for this and i'm like i couldn't think of anything <laughs> i was like <laughs> what would i what would i go with like i was like and i could not think of anything i was like damn it like i want to have a cool name i'm like he has a he has already a name i'm like I'm like, that's what he would go with watch. And then yeah, I checked it out. So I was like, yeah, that's actually a pretty good name. You could like, do Santos y Santos. There you go. Yeah, there you go. Santos y Santos. <laughs> yeah, Chavez y Chavez. Yeah. yeah. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. It works. Yeah, you it know works. what? Santos y Santos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is cool. I, it's like, I like how, like, at the end, we do get that, um, the little, uh, little thing, like, screen cap of where what happened to everybody. We're in the first film you hear Doc talking about everybody's future. Where in this one, you just see like the text. And I like how when you see Arkansas Dave shows up in Mexico and he sees like, though, I hate that they do that stereotypical, like, you know, if you ever seen those lawn ornaments of the Mexican with the sarapa and the sombrero, like, like oh, yeah. <laughs> you see that. for some reason in the background, you see two Mexicans out against the wall with their sarapas, like just leaning. And then two other guys that he goes and, and, and tells them like, He's like, hey, is this is this old Mexico? And he kind of says it in Spanish. And then they go, basically, yeah. And then his, you heard of me. His prideful self, as usual, yeah. Have you heard of me? And they're like, yeah. And you see one of them pulls out a blade, like really yeah. And then at the end, you find out shortly after arriving, they, he was beheaded. And we're yeah. like, oh crap! Like he's like that guy. Like right then in that moment, he was killed just to say, hey, you outlaws, you come out to Mexico, we're gonna kill you. So I like he gets it because he's like. What I hate is that Chavez goes back when, when they're being chased, like it's actually on the scene. Uh, it, it's right before there's a comedic moment where, because the, I, I don't remember, but the journalist keeps having to go to the bathroom. And then when he's in the bathroom, like all the native Americans come cause they, they uh, Arkansas Dave finds a burial ground. Remember? Yeah. He, find, he wants to steal and then Chavez fights him, gets stabbed in the arm. And then they ride away. When, right. when Pat Garrett shows up, it looks like they destroyed the burial ground and then they're about to be killed by all. And then here comes the journalist and he starts talking to them in Napo and they yeah. leave. And I like that little scene because when they make a, a, a joke about, Hey, you know, uh, Aragon, basically, you know, what's his name is telling them like, Hey Pat, we got to get rid of this guy. He's, he's constantly topping for, you know, a movement. What is this? He's like, he needs to go to the bathroom. And then they make that joke where it's like, he's like, he's like, He's like, I think I need a movement. He's like, Yeah, me too. I, oh no, a moment, right? Is it a moment? A movement. I gotta make. I gotta take a movement. Yeah, movement is another like, bowel movement. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, Yeah, me too. Hugo Mortensen. <laughs> and I like that. But when that part, when it cuts to when they're being chased, they, that's where they're being chased. 
he Arkansas Dave gets his horse gets shot, and Chavez rides back, picks him up, and he rides off. Later yeah. on, when Doc gets killed in that shootout where they capture Billy, again, like this time Chavez gets hurt, and and they he just bails on all of them. Like that, yeah. that's why his character is a hateable character too. Yeah, he's selfish, and he just bails on him, and he leaves, and he goes a man. So I like that he gets his comeuppance at the end. Oh yeah, you know, and I, I think like that's him. why they did it. They play, they played him that way. But you know, I think he he had, um, I think he wanted to be famous, and and he wanted to take out Billy the Kid, and you know, and like have hit, but he he couldn't. He wasn't good enough. You know. Yeah, that's true. All right, so I think we, you know, uh, we feel any final thoughts on on Young Guns two. Go out and watch it and choose and decide for yourself. That's yeah. what I think. Yeah. Same, same thing as one. I think you should watch one and then you should go on and watch two and see what you think. You know, let us know. Hit us up on social media. You know, let us know. And and what do you call it? Exactly. I'd love to hear hear what people think. You know, watch right. it, watch it, and then and then shoot me shoot me a message on um what do you call it? or or post something on your your Instagram story and you know make sure that Santos is tagged tag me. I'm at the real brimstone. I'm verified. You'll see who it is. Uh, what do you call it? Tag me in it, and then I'll repost. What do you call it? Uh, you know, let's let's get the train moving. Let's start talking about young guns outside of this podcast. Yeah, there you go, man. So on the final thing of of the show, we we always or I always do uh, song of the week. You know, I I I, get, I I let people know, hey, check out this song. But this week's song of the week, I'm really gonna stick close. So what we're gonna so this song of the week, I'm picking. You know, we brought it up in the beginning of the show. If you're if you're wondering about what the song, I mean, uh, the story, what what we're talking about. Well, hey, check out "Blaze of Glory." That song. Um, God damn it, I had it, I had it with me, and now I don't even. Oh, here we go. So that song was released July twenty first, nineteen ninety. Uh, it had a B side called "Blood Money." That song is considered genre hard rock. Uh, check it out. It's by John Bon Jovi, specifically written for Young Guns 2. And I know he wrote some of certain parts of the song. He did some of the soundtrack to the movie. So this song, so that would be the song of the week. So it could relate to the movie itself will be, you know, Blaze of Glory. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Well, once again, Brimstone, I'm glad that, you know, it's, it's awesome. I know we talked about it, but before we even started recording, but, it, you know, he mentioned it actually about friendship. And we met this guy long ago, you know, and he's been a friend of the network for the longest time, you know, Brothers Bear. And he's, he's honestly, he's an amazing guy. Go check him out in those episodes on Brothers Bear podcast. Um, it's just, seriously, thank you for, for having you on. It, it's, it's been fun. I hope Honor and privilege, brother. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, man. I hope we could have you again. You know, this is the first time we did. I've had a guest where we do two movies, a double episode. So I'm going <laughs> to actually split this up so we could have two episodes. Uh, it's going to be a back-to-back, Young Guns 1 and 2. I've been wanting to do this movie for a long while, too, so I'm glad I was able to do it to you. Someone who loves this movie, so it was it was a perfect outing. All right, so there you, you need, go, ladies and wait. You need, to do, you need to do, I'm going to call them out now, and if you're game for it, you've got to get Tom Greer, Mr. Greer from the Grindhouse Radio, one of my partners in that, okay. get him on and do a sports movie together. Got to do a sports movie because he's, he's our sports guy. I and he's had no sports for the last God knows how long during this pandemic. So it might be a good podcast, opportunity. This podcast has not done a sports movie. Not even. There we go. 
not even a comedy sports <laughs> like, like Mighty Ducks. Oh, you know what? The closest thing, I guess, was the Sandlot, maybe. Oh, it's a good one. <laughs> but we haven't had an actual sports film. So I'll be down because there's certain movies I love. Like, like I love Rudy, uh, Remember the Titans, Hoosiers. You know, yeah. there, there's, a, there's a bunch, you know, Al, like uh, the, I, I, the Mighty Ducks. <laughs> yeah, the Mighty Ducks. You know, there you go. Back to Emilio Estevez. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. So it's been fun reconnecting with Brimstone, going and checking out, you know, 1988's Young Guns 1 and 1990's Young Guns 2, going around, you know, trying to get ourselves some uh, pesos to travel to Mexico, you know, and trying to get ourselves, you know, make people famous for, I don't know. <laughs> Actually, that's too much. But anyways, it's been great. So now it's time, I think, for us to get into our DeLorean and travel back to the future. has been a Brothers Bear Network production.